Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. Tuesday edition is here from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The crew all on board, ready to go. For a big show today, John McClain joins us in an hour. We'll talk all NFL headlines. We'll lead off with that in a moment. Plenty to get to today in the world of golf. Brooks Kepka headed to the Live Tour. Um, a big name stepping down from the broadcast booth uh, for golf as well. Things will not sound the same for some of these broadcasts moving forward. Uh, we'll discuss Nick Faldo uh, in the coming hours of the show and we will uh, dive into uh, other headlines, including Coach K and Cameron Indoor and his presence not being felt this upcoming basketball season. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Boy, golf is the gift that keeps on giving in June uh, during the middle of these summer months with a lot of storylines out there. Paul, you had mentioned it yesterday and complained a bit about some aspects of the NBC broadcast, the U.S. Open. I am struck at every time CBS does not have a golf tournament. How many yes. complaints come in about mm. something to do with the broadcast? When Fox had it, there were complaints about it. NBC has it. I, I see some clamoring for something different. Um, I think pretty universally, CBS has mastered the golf telecast with Jim Nance and Nick Faldo, and now the news coming down that Nick Faldo will retire at the end of the season. CBS absolutely, I think, sets the golf standard. Uh, just smooth and I think they strike the the right balance between uh you know sometimes it can be stuffy and kind of uh overly formal or regal take itself too seriously I think those guys have a laugh also um and I, I think it's really really good broadcasting and Faldo is just I think uh, uh, you you put a good point on the rundown, and we'll get into it here. Um, he's undermentioned when we talk about great broadcasters, great former players turned broadcasters, and I think he should be right uh, 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 in the top five on that list. We will uh, discuss that coming up in the third hour of today's show. The big news from the morning news cycle: uh, Deshaun Watson has settled 20, 20 of the twenty four civil cases. Uh, that, according to Tony Busby, who has announced the settlements, he is the lawyer for all 24 women and the uh, plaintiffs against Watson in this civil suit. And that's, that's news because of last fall when it was reported that he offered, uh, his side offered $100,000 to settle plus uh, non-disclosure agreements 
Paul and I, uh, Chad, you were out the day we said that the very aggressive non-disclosure agreements, which we're trying to think of a non-aggressive yeah. non-disclosure <laughs> agreement in the history of More NDAs. More of a passive non-disclosure right. agreement. Who's those are those, to find. right? Um, just please don't talk about it. Not aggressively. Just please don't, if you would. Thank so you. So back in October, that was the report, and he settled all but four of those. And that was what was necessary on behalf of the Dolphins to uh, want them to pursue a trade for Watson. It didn't happen. And now fast forward to today, first day of summer, June 21st, and uh, the report from Tony Busby that 20 of the 24 cases have now been settled and uh, four remain that are, are, are still ongoing, but this is headed towards a conclusion sooner rather than later based on the, the speed at which this is starting to pick up. Though it seems the four who aren't settling, particularly Ashley Solis, uh, are hell-bent on not settling, so... Or just getting more money <clears throat> yeah, than what I, I, the 20, other 20 no, are No, no, that. Uh, it, you know, it was said that he... It came out in other court documents that that uh, the settlement offer that first time around, pre-Miami, was $100,000 per case. Would imagine it's more now. Um, and would imagine it's going to come out. Mike Florio speculated, and I think he's on target here. When you have 20 cases that are settled... It's pretty easy for one of those people to leak it and it not get traced back to them because they've got the cover of 19 other people, right? If you're one person settling or one of three people settling, you're pretty scared of, of breaking a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. If you're one of 20, you can whisper it to your reporter friend and I think feel pretty comfortable. So I, I would suspect, wouldn't you, that we'll get this number. And I'm curious how much more than 100 it is because he cost time. himself he cost yeah. himself money. Yeah, we got it last time cost himself uh, well we got it last time because it was in some court documents uh somehow it wasn't uh, it wasn't leaked by a person it doesn't seem like but i'm interested in how much it went up how much it will go up and why he changed his mind because r- relatively recently pretty staunchly said he wasn't going to do it and, and, and he, he, he had it. said that prior to last fall whenever the settlement talk came out i mean look for the right but for last the, for the fall, right number last fall he could have done it and got himself back in the league now he's back in the league um, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like it would have that much effect on the suspension. So the incentive now is just to get it behind you, right? That's it. And that, that's what he's sh- like, hindsight and all this. Um, it, it's hard to, to, and we were discussing this as this case was starting to play out last fall and then early this year. It's hard to settle out of court if you're maintaining your innocence. Yeah. With, with, like just as an individual thinking about being innocent and settling. But when you consider, Chad, all of the all of the news and headlines that have come out just in the last two weeks with this case, um, whereas had he settled, you know, they, they never do the sit down with HBO and you don't re you don't go through all the details again of those depositions like we have been doing if you settle out of court and the NDAs are signed. That, that's the, that is the reason to settle, no matter if you're guilty or innocent in this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to go back to the most recent time that Deshaun Watson said his, it was not his intention to settle. Uh, it was the, the March 25th when he was introduced to Browns, was asked, is, that's not my intent. My intent is to continue to clear my name as much as possible. That's what I'm focused on when asked if he intended to settle the cases. Well, things change as time goes on, and uh, quite frankly, he got good legal advice to settle these cases, and he finally took it, 
and settled 20 of the 24. It's amazing how timing works because we just had this long discussion yesterday. I just got done right before the news came down tweeting out a video that OutKick had tweeted of our discussion where I said if the NFL wants to stay consistent with the discipline of Deshaun Watson, they do nothing until one of two things happens. He's criminally charged with something or he settles any one of these cases. Well, an hour after I post that, he settles 20 of the 24 cases. I think the league now can go in and say, we have new evidence. Whether you want to admit it or not, paying money to these women is something new in a development in this case. You're no longer completely claiming innocence when you do that, so we're now ready to go ahead and give you your suspension, whatever that's going to be. I think things have changed enough now where they can say that and get away with it with people like me when I'm trying to see some sort of consistent approach to discipline in this case. If nothing had changed, I mean, I'll continue to say the only thing consistent they could have done was to do nothing, which they've done throughout to Deshaun Watson. Now I think I'm hoping relatively quickly we learn something from the NFL in terms of well, discipline. They, they, last week in the Washington Post report, uh, Mark Maskey said that the NFL wanted to have things wrapped up by the end of July. Uh, things wrapped up includes appeals. So within the next five weeks, they had set their own internal deadline of getting this suspension handled one way or the other. And everybody that doesn't play uh, early, they're not in the Hall of Fame game, I don't believe. They don't open on Thursday night, so they should report on July 26th. I, I would presume they want it done before they report. Don't you think that, I'm just thinking aloud here, anything less than a full season will not be appealed by Deshaun Watson? I think no, if it's I a full season, appeal. he'll appeal. I think everything will be you appealed. You think he'll appeal? It's what, the nature. If it's four the games, PA will, appeals? The PA will want him to appeal. Yeah. Well, uh, they, I mean, that's kind of crazy. Have... If, he, if I'm Deshaun Watson, i got four games. I'd be pretty happy with that. Well, what if an appeal backfired? Because, well, I, I don't think it's an appeal. Well, uh, well let, let's go back a second. This, is, this ruling is handed down by the woman whose name uh, I, I forget, but she's the officer that's in place to rule on this. It then goes to Goodell without an appeal, and he has a chance to revise. Sue L. Robinson. Okay, so Sue there. Robinson decides this. Then Goodell gets a chance to revise it um, without appeal. He, he gets to put his stamp of approval on it or raise it or shrink it. Then the appeal process, I think, goes again to Goodell. It's kind of silly. You know, like, so Sue so he, he adjusts it, and then you come to him and say, no, I'd like you to reconsider your adjustment. So the, I, I get the two women mixed up here on, on this whole case and investigation. So there is an independent investigator, not named Sue Robinson. Right. She is the one that's overseeing the independent investigation on behalf of the NFL. And she brings it to Sue she Robinson. She brings it to Sue Robinson, who's in charge of discipline for the league. She's a former district judge who works on behalf of the NFL and the NFLPA to then hand a uh, disciplinary, act, disciplinary action, whatever that might be. Um, and then it goes Correct to me if I'm wrong. The appeal process is solely Roger Goodell. Well, I don't think I don't. I think it's a misnomer to call that a, a, an appeal process. That goes from Robinson to Goodell, who gets to then hand down a final decision. I don't know if we'll get Hutt, Sue Robinson's decision, and then we get to mull on that while Goodell is considering what to do with it, or if it goes from Sue Robinson quietly to Goodell, 
and Goodell well, so issues it, it goes, the ultimate it, decision. Hutton, you're right. It goes solely to Goodell. I'm, I'm reading directly from Lindsey Jones, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, who goes into Sue L. Robinson, former federal judge, appointed by the league and the NFLPA. She will have her findings on it. And Does have that a come ruling. public? Do we know? She's going to issue a ruling before the start of training camp, if not sooner. If Watson receives a suspension, he will likely appeal. That appeal will be heard okay. only by Commissioner so, Roger Goodell. So I'm wrong. So Goodell doesn't revise it until it's appealed. And then just for the timeline and the news of, of us discussing this over the last week or so, Sue Robinson is the person that Mark Maskey from the Washington Post is referring to whenever the report was out that the NFL wanted to lobby yes. for the full suspension. They it's, want him it, to, that's her. To that, lobby that's her. after the the independent investigation is turned over to the league and the NFLPA. It would be turned over to her, and then she would rule. Now, that yeah, doesn't mean... They're not mean, lobbying the investigator, right. lobbying the, the judge, right? And, and so to speak. And she, it's not like a guarantee that the NFL will get that opportunity. Uh, because the other report was the NFLPA was mounting their response to an unprecedented suspension for Watson. That was through Pro Football Talk last week. They would also be doing that in front of Sue Robinson, who is approved through this collective bargaining agreement. So there's kind of a, if we're trying to connect the dots on how this all works, um, it is up to her to decide if she wants to hear both sides on what a what the discipline should be. She could also just rule on her own, uh, given the power that she has based on the CBA, um, and then the appeals process takes place after that, which is solely in front of Roger Goodell. Yeah, and you know, timetable sounds like she'll be deciding before camp. How quickly will Goodell? How quickly will the appeals process happen? I w- I would think they'd want it to happen pretty quickly and not draw it out. And I would think they'd like oh, it's her. Happen fast. Yeah, and I would think they'd like her to come to a conclusion to give him how ma- however many days he needs to make his judgment before camp starts. They would like this thing to be over so that it's not the lead story of training camp starting. I- I'm sure it's it's better PR. PR. Well, and and you know you just know the direction that all this is headed as the season gets going. It's the off season storyline that you can you know, Barry. get off of the docket, so to speak. And it, it, that's not saying that it won't continue because right. we still have four cases. You know, the quote from Tony Busby, who represents all 24, is it, uh, so he says, um, um, there are four who will not be settling their cases. Um, I look forward to trying these cases in due course, consistent with other docket, docket obligations and the court's schedule. Um. So who knows how long that takes? Or I mean, did, is it interesting to you guys that Busby's the one who had this info and put it out? I, I don't know how it normally goes. I, I just I thought it was an odd, short statement of "Hey, twenty of the twenty-four have been settled. No further comments on any of that. The other four move forward." As opposed to coming from Harden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I don't know who's supposed to release that info or if it just gets out there and people report on it, right? Like, well, do, do you even need a statement from an attorney or is it just reported that 20 of the 24 have been settled? See what I'm saying? Like, do, would, would an attorney even make that statement or just leak the news to someone and allow it to be reported? 
I don't know how it normally goes with these cases. The timing of all this is very interesting, just just based on where the league's coming from on the the possible and likely suspension, lengthy suspension for Deshaun Watson. But we we finally get towards um, light at the end of the tunnel with this. Instead of speculation, there's actual real news that 20 of these cases have been settled. And for all intents and purposes, the NFL can move on with however they're going to uh, proceed with discipline now. Um, and that's under the assumption that the the independent investigation is concluding, but by all accounts, it it is. So we, I, it sounds terrible. I the the news dump weekend of July fourth seems very realistic at this point. Where they just dump it into the weekend and try not to get a bunch of headlines. Uh, it's going to make a bunch of headlines, but not like it would uh, the week before training camp, right? Yeah, on Friday. July 1st, I think it would be, yeah. would be the time to expect something happening. And it'll still be a huge conversation no on doubt. July 5th when shows like this come back to the air. No doubt. And um, from, a, from a planning standpoint, Chad, you mentioned, like, do you, do you even appeal if it's less than a year? They will. And my guess is that's what uh, you've got Harden and anyone else on behalf of the NFLPA doing right now. They're planning their appeal and it's just insert suspension here. Whatever it is, your appeal will be the same to whatever discipline would be there, right? Yeah. So I think they're preparing that just like any other case for that matter. It just happens to be longer now because he didn't settle earlier in this process. Hit us up on Twitter at OutKick360 if you would uh, like to chime in. We're going to continue and pick up on this news. We will uh, discuss the other headlines as well. Kepka to the Live Tour. Uh, watching his pre-U.S. Open presser last week gave some indication of where he was settling on future rounds of golf. We'll, we'll discuss the, the name brand Kepka and what it means for the Live Tour. Morikawa is also a part of the headlines today. Gronk has retired. A lot of details and a lot of news to discuss next to now kick 360. First, though, Aurora NutriScience and VitaLifeScience.com. V-I-D-A LifeScience.com is where you can go for great nutritional supplements that stick with you. You're not going to be wasting these vitamins and supplements like a typical capsule or pill. And at VitaLifeScience.com, our OutKick 360 season ticket holders, you receive a 15% off discount with the code OutKick360. Typical pills and capsules are not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. Your digestive system breaks these pills down until there's little left for you to benefit from. But here's Aurora, unique, cutting-edge, nutritional, and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I personally use... Their vitamin C, their vitamin D3, and glutathione, but they have so many more options to choose from at VitaLifeScience.com. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360. Vita, V-I-D-A, VitaLifeScience.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Outkick 360 rolls on. So uh, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy responded to the news of Watson's settlements this morning and said that that would have no impact on the collectively bargained disciplinary process. Um, I don't know how it couldn't. I mean, it's not... The, the number of cases that have joined, I, I was reading where that, that would not impact the investigation itself uh, on what would be the recommended suspension length. Um, and this was last week. But the settlements, unless you're just under the the guise that it doesn't matter if he settled or not, it was going to be this suspension the entire time. I don't know how the settlements wouldn't factor into that process. Yeah, well, I, I, they're just saying, to my knowledge, they're trying to tell us that it took us this long to get the information we needed. We have all the information needed. The fact that he's settling and getting out of any further liability with these 20 people has nothing to do with it because we have all the info we need on it, whether that's a big-time suspension or a two-game suspension, which we don't know yet. They're saying we have all the info regardless. I think it would affect the timetable, which I'm not convinced is is written in stone yet. And um, I don't know. I think when we hear what the investigation concluded, if we hear what the investigation concluded, then we'll know if this was BS or not. And I don't know how much we're going to hear about what the investigation concluded, though I think we should. I don't know that we need it in sordid detail, but we need some um, conclusion, some conclusive, uh, you know, the conclusion of the report, if not the content of the report. Oh, there are going to be a ton of questions with this. Yeah. You know? Are they going to answer them, though? Or are they going to, you know, go more like they've gone with the recent investigations of, of uh, ownership? Uh, you know, did oh, they get a verbal report? I don't, I don't, they will be far more transparent with this. They're going to be very transparent with the player. Again, I, if, if you're looking I, for not fairness... Not that they shouldn't be with ownership. Right. I mean, they should right. be with all of it. Right. I, I, yes, I, I agree they should be more transparent with ownership, but, I mean, people that are pushing for some sort of equality when it comes to how owners and players are treated, keep hoping and wishing and dreaming and seeing if your pockets fill up doing that because that ain't going to happen. Well, they're always going to be treated differently because they are the bosses. They are Goodell's boss. Here's why they will I be treated think, differently. Here's why I think they may not be so transparent. I'm not convinced they got that much information. Well, that because might, because the the grand jury sure. stuff's behind closed doors and sealed, and there hasn't been that much outside of closed doors. And if these women aren't speaking that much to investigators or or whatever, then well, what what compels well, they, they them spoke. to? What compels them to speak to the NFL? Well, they spoke to the NFL. Eleven did, and how much did they say? We well don't know. Re- remember the the real sports deal where they were saying I felt like I was, you know, they wanted to answer more questions. They felt like the NFL was okay, open and shut type deal. Right. Asked some very strange questions. Didn't really feel like they cared one way or the other about it. They were just kind of going through the motions. Was what the women that spoke with the NFL came back. So they look back. I think there's plenty. If you want to understand the allegations made against Deshaun Watson, there's all sorts of material out there where you can read everything about what's being alleged. So getting information on what these women are claiming is not difficult. Now, 
their discussion with Deshaun Watson, how forthcoming he is based on his attorneys being... I don't know with all that, but I don't think there's any shortage of info on what the women are no, claiming. But we, I, new information. I'm looking for what did they uncover as new information. The reason they're investigating it is to uncover and unearth more information than is out there. And when they don't have more information than is out there, they're going to look foolish. I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised because they continue to think that they are the FBI or the CIA or... Texas when law enforcement, be. which they are not. When they I, want to be. I, I, am, I am more interested, Paul, in what did the two grand juries have evidence-wise that would lead them to not even press charges. But they, didn't, they did not reach out to the Harris County District Attorney who would have presented those charges in front of the grand jury. Now, did they not um, reach out to that because they know they're not going to get anything there? They should still but try. That, right? to me, would be, right. again, that's... That's the most important piece in this whole story right now. What did they have or not have that would lead to charges not be This is not a guilty verdict. This is charges. It is right. very easy to come up with something that you could place an indictment on because you have, is it probable cause, however they phrase it, right? That you have probable cause that something happened. How in the world did they not have that? How are these two? That's what I need. If I'm the NFL, I want to get to the bottom of that more than anything else. Because I know what the women are claiming. I mean, we can go watch the HBO special and see all of that. You can go read everything they're claiming. We know their side of it. If you're going to get the complete other side, what was it the Harris County grand jury saw that would lead them to not press charges? Well, that I'm with that is a big well. part of the story. I'm with Hutton on my disappointment about how it's been approached journalistically, but I would say if Jenny Vrentis hasn't been able to get there, I don't have that much faith in the NFL being able to get there. The I only don't think thing, we're going to know. What else, uh, evidence Well, I don't know what they're going to uncover unless there's a bunch of text, text messages right. and or video of these things happening. That, that's, I mean, everything but, else is he said, she said on right. this. So yeah. there would have to be video footage they would have. Or a string of text messages. Um, that again, that's all I can think about with the grand jury. That there were some sort of damning text messages or something they saw that they wouldn't indict. It's very strange, right? That twice it was thrown out. That, that to me, that that's what I want to get to the bottom of. If I'm the NFL, well, and it, I think it's based on my just small knowledge of the grand juries and how they work you don't really even these grand juries don't hear the defense you just hear uh the the district attorney and what they would present if in if if you can land the indictment so it's not like this day long you're calling this witness the defense is calling this witness and the grand jury is then um convening to they're convenient to get a quorum, and they need, if there's 21, um, at least in Tennessee, uh, from a, a federal standpoint, you would need 16 of the 21 sitting on the grand jury in order to indict. And You're just saying, here's what we have. You're saying, here's what we have. Is there prob- We believe there's we probable forward? cause. 99% of the time, and I mean, if you just open up any local newspaper, um, once a week, every Wednesday to Friday, somewhere on their local newspaper, you'll see like, grand jury hears however many cases. And if you just read through it, um, you're hard-pressed to find a case that was that did not come with an indictment because 
You don't it's take it not, to the grand jury unless you... Yeah, they're, they're just indicting based on whether or not they feel as though the district attorney has enough to present a case in front of a jury. That's, that's what the grand jury is, is doing in this, in this case. And they didn't move forward with that twice. That, that, that's what's so interesting about the criminal end of the criminal case and then the civil end ending with uh, 20 of the 24 being settled as of today and four more... Uh, remaining out there. Meanwhile, the news really isn't all that different from yesterday to today on the expectation for when we would hear something from the league, which is by training camp, one way or the other. Appeals process, the whole thing, they want it done by the 26th or 27th of, of next month. Um, the whole the whole background and backstory to this is is intriguing to me on how it's all been handled. So just going with the court of public opinion on this and saving face if you're the NFL or quote-unquote, doing the right thing or what most everyone will view as the right, right thing, I don't think anything short of a season is going to appease people. I think anything short of a full season, a lot of media members will complain about that. Do you guys agree or disagree? Uh, I, I, I think- don't know how – I mean, Paul, if, if, I don't know how you feel about it. Like, whenever it was assumed – again, this is all assumptions – that the penalty was going to be six games – that was, I mean, that was just kind of the uh, everyone Standard. going with the crowd type reaction. It was right. like it's going to be six games, to, and then shifted to the season, and it, and it was quickly shifted to oh, there's a reason why they scheduled the Texans game late. Is he going to be suspended early, and then we're still going to see him return to Houston? I mean, that became the conversation more than it did the actual length of suspension with this. I feel like. Um, I, I honestly feel like, and this is me talking, but I, I wonder if some other media wouldn't feel this way, that it's, it's, it's a little bit more than a Deshaun Watson penalty. It's kind of a Cleveland Browns penalty for the, the guarantee and for the manipulation of the contract. And so they're going to say, in the back of their heads, whether they'll come out and say it or not, you get to suffer a little bit more because you tried to manipulate the whole thing. And, and what we could take away from players are games and money. People don't seem to think games are a big deal for a player. I still do. But games are certainly a big deal for the team. Um, and so I'm taking games away from the team to make the team yes. suffer for making this deal that throws off the whole guaranteed money thing, that throws off the whole being wary of a guy that's caught up with the, with the justice system to some degree. And make the Haslam's and the organization pay the, at the same time you're making Watson pay. And I think that's maybe where the turn kind of happened here. That That is certainly what the other league owners would want to happen. I, I think Not so. just from a let's make the Cleveland Browns less competitive by removing a star quarterback from their team let's for a season. Suffer for this contract. Let's make Let's set the precedent that we don't do guaranteed contracts for this reason. We want to point back to Deshaun Watson and say, you see, the Browns guaranteed him that money. He got suspended for a full season. That's why we can't guarantee you your money. Well, that's not the guy we do it for. Well, and we that, do it. not even that. It's just you want to be able to go back on precedent and say this is why we haven't done it. And we're going to continue to do it because the one outlier blew it, bit them in the butt. Yeah. When they did it, the one right? outlier that's, should never have happened. That's that's where the league it's it's twofold. You get the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson for a season, which is great for everyone else in that division or anyone playing the Browns. 
And it sets the precedent that this is why you don't do these things if you're the league. That would make sense. I, I just, Trevor Bauer, which I've discussed, two years, right? No criminal charge. There's no criminal charge right now against Deshaun Watson. Will the NFL take a stand one way or the other? Are they going to join in with Major League Baseball and say, hey, we've had enough of this. We don't care there's no criminal charges. We're going to throw the book at them. Or are they going to do something different? Is it going to be right in the middle and be a season? All these things fascinate me. So if a two-year, like the Trevor Bauer-like suspension would truly be unprecedented. Um, and that, and I, I keep harping on that word because that was a report from Florio. Former lawyer or current lawyer, I don't know, um, if he's still Not practicing. Not practicing lawyer, I think. Um, point being, the base salary is what he's going to be losing out on if it's a full season this year, which is 1.3, 1.03 million. Next year, the base salary is $46 million. That is penalty worthy if you're suspending someone like this over the course of a full season. $1 million on a fully guaranteed contract of $230 million, um, that's chump change in the grand scheme of things. And it is penalizing the Browns more than it is Watson, really, um, unless you're going for more of the bankroll. And I don't know what... I don't know what language is in this contract that would allow any outs for the Browns. Maybe there, there is some language where they can void a deal or something. And Paul, you, you brought up yesterday, it would be based on new charges, not what was already pending, because they've already poison-pilled this deal uh, to, to benefit Watson on the front end of the contract if he were to be suspended. So it's not like they would all of a sudden work in some voidable language on the front of a contract that they were already setting him up to win on bankroll wise. I'm still of the opinion. I, I know you guys tend to tend to differ from me on this. It, we're talking about his 26 and 27 year old seasons last year and this year. And we're talking about what? 34 games with two 17 game seasons. Look, I, I'm not happy about the money thing. I, I, I'm bitter that Cleveland organized the contract that way. I've said I thought the commissioner should have stepped in and done something in that and everything. And I think he should be hurt two ways, financially and games played. But I remember, and maybe it's changed for players, but I, I've had conversations with old Titans, even old Oilers, that the two things that hurt you are losing games and losing money. And I think losing those games does hurt him in a big way. To lose 34 games in the middle of your prime definitely hurts him, legacy-wise, all of that stuff. It doesn't hurt him as much as it should hurt him because it should hurt him money-wise, too. Paul, I I pray it hurts him. I I want that in competitors we watch, right? I, I want to believe there's something more than money out there. And the fact that you're not out there competing at the top of your game when you're at the top of your game, should hurt the, the player. If it doesn't, you're paying a lot of money to the wrong person. We can wrong get, get of person. separate of the legal issues and everything else. That's not the type of person you want to give that money to. But also look around. This could probably spin off into a big topic. And something I've been thinking a lot about the Live Tour. There are a few guys on there that I really thought would want to compete at the highest level. Yeah. That said, screw it. I'll take the money and go compete at a less level. 
Brooks Kepka being one of them. That's Brooks Kepka is a guy who looks like a killer to me in majors for a while, right? He's the guy you want that you think is going to want to compete against the best as long as he can. And he's the 19th ranked golfer in the world right now. Maybe even higher than that. He's, he's higher than Dustin Johnson or right around there. I think he's 19th. Yeah, he's right behind Dustin Johnson. And he just decided, I don't need to compete with the best. I'll, I'll take the, the giant paycheck and go somewhere else. And I'm not, this is not me criticizing Brooks Kepka. I'm just saying that surprises me a little bit. Colin Morikawa decides to stay because he wants to compete in the biggest tournaments against the best. Great. I'm all for that decision too. But it would have surprised me if Colin Morikawa at 25 years old right now decided, you know, I, I'm going to do something else and go take the paycheck. So playing that back into Deshaun Watson, he strikes me as someone that missing games would hurt him and that it does mean something to him. Just I want, watching bo- him I want play. both. I want both. But I, want, I, I fear that the loss of games gets understated on behalf of the money. I want both. Don't well, get me and wrong. again, if it's strictly a money thing, you know, Hutton's right in that they're not really penalizing him because he's getting paid the same amount of money like he was a year ago to not risk injury and not play. Yeah, I mean, $1.2 million dollars is, is nothing. But I, I, would, I would think it's pocket. more than just the money for Deshaun Watson. I would hope so, at least. It's a penalty. It's not the primary penalty. The monetary penalty is where you hit the players. Um, and, and based on the whole timeline of his contract and how it's worked out, even you know last year he got paid $10 million, but we knew this year he was not going to be on the Houston Texans roster. And his base last year was $10 million. Um, I, I know he counted a lot more against the cap, which is why they couldn't just move him or cut him. But point being... He was allowed to sit and just make that money and this offseason signed the fully guaranteed deal. So if he does have to sit out, he's still, I mean, he's missing games. But, I mean, the reason why a lot of guys want to play the game is to get the next contract. There's no reason for Watson to play for the next contract now. And that I think that's the huge point of emphasis for me. That's is true. They have allowed him to reach this point where they're re- he's been protected. And, and contractually, with the language, the league not acting last year, based on information that they had in front of them, they still have to this day. Um, he's not playing for another contract now. So he's got $250 million and he did nothing over the last 12 months to earn it. He was, it was allowed to happen, based on his top five skill set. That, that is remarkable when you really think about how everything yeah. played out. And... I would use this if I'm Lamar Jackson or the next guy, the next top-tier quarterback. If you're going to point to Watson as the precedent, I would say Watson got all this fully guaranteed with civil charges lingering over him. I've got nothing. I've got nothing but perfect for this franchise, and I am available, and I want to win, and I'm going to play, and I've earned the deal, unlike the other guy. That's the precedent. The precedent is... Ownership in the league just gave a fully guaranteed quarterback contract to a guy who was not available to play. Uh, kills. And so. these top dudes are. Kills. That's the counter to the argument that, you know what, this is precedent that we can't do this. No, because no one's doing what Watson has done. That would be the counter to any owner that wants to claim uh, that. Kills 31 other teams. I mean, uh, you know, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson coming up next. Exactly. They, they, they've got a lot of... of a lot of sway now, a lot Corey, of leverage. Corey on Twitter says that they really wanted to penalize Watson. They would make him play this season, allow him to play for $1 million and suspend him next year when he's supposed to make $40-plus million. Yeah. 
And that would also really penalize the Browns. Hey, let's get started for a season. We're going <laughs> to delay this. With your franchise guy. And then. Then you're going to have to miss the next year after you get the tease in there of what Watson can do for you. Then you got to sit out a year, and you're going to forfeit that $40-plus million. And your season ticket holders don't get to see him. Yes, that too. Uh, John McClain is coming up in just over 15 minutes. We'll dive into uh, Deshaun Watson, but also hit other NFL headlines with John. Uh, coming up, Coach K and Cameron Indoor and – the fact we're not going to see him there this season. We'll walk through this story. Plus, Rob Gronkowski announces his retirement. That's next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Gronk made it official. He's retired from the NFL. Outkick 360 rolls on. We'll hit that headline and more with John McClain coming up. Um, no Coach K in Cameron Indoor this season. Says he does not want to be a distraction for the Duke home games and, and for the team, for John Shire and anyone associated with the basketball program. Uh, that through John Rothstein. I like it. And I, I couldn't help but think last year, and it obviously didn't bother North Carolina, but with Roy Williams always there, I thought... He's always on camera. This is yeah. a... This, uh, a distraction is it has to make things harder for Hubert Davis. And I'm not a Coach K guy, but I think this is the way. And I think it's the way in a lot of things. When when you're the guy and somebody takes over your job, you have to go away for at least for a little while uh, to let to let the next guy establish his way. Um, then you know, two three years later, if you start popping around a little bit, but if you're there all the time, everybody's looking at you, kind of for some tacit approval or a nod or a thumbs up or a, a scowl, all of that means something. Yeah, there would be uh, everyone reading into whatever the reaction would be for, for Coach K. I'll say it didn't hurt Hubert Davis and the Tar Heels in the no, tournament didn't. having Roy Williams sitting behind the bench. Yep, almost uh, almost took it home. Um, yeah, it, by the way, I, first thing I thought was, doesn't Coach K's grandson – play for the team i'm sure the grandson's like thanks a lot gramps not going to come to my games but he transferred he's going to be going to nyu now michael savarino is coach k's grandson who he coached and now that his granddad retired he is transferring he doesn't to have nyu to drive around bonchero anymore yeah so. he's not <laughs> he's not the bodyguard for the five-star prospects that come in <laughs> hey mike uh show palo a good time <laughs> i've got a, i've got a guy here on a recruiting visit that could really help old grandpa Get, get that last national title. Make sure you take him out and show him a great time. Uh, we could see Paolo as uh, one of the top picks in the NBA draft. And when I say top picks, like potential number one overall on Thursday night in the NBA. That there were one, two, maybe three guys that could go to Orlando, and he's been mocked in, in several of them, but it is the, it's the week of mock drafts for the NBA draft. I just saw one from uh, Matt Norlander at CBS Sports, and he had Chet Holmgren going fifth. Which surprised me, because a lot of people still, uh, you know, maybe going number one overall. But Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren are the three that I've seen mocked number one overall the most. Uh, but he's got Shaden Sharp, the kid who never played at Kentucky, 
going ahead of him. Benedict Matherin, who's a great player from Arizona, going ahead of Chet Holmgren. That surprised me a bit. And we've talked about Holmgren as, I mean, I, I look at him physically and have a hard time understanding how he's going to hold up. Everybody does. But he is a unique, one-of-a-kind talent. There's no doubt about it. With his length and his skill set, he is very different. But I look at how narrow-shouldered that guy is and think it's going to be tough to stay healthy. We don't nitpick uh, the NBA players um, nearly as much as we do in the NFL. Right? Like, uh, it's just... It's gotten to the point where we just assume we don't know much about these guys at the top of the NBA draft anymore. And, and there, there are always one or two international guys, right? But now it's just like even, even some of the most well-known programs are producing players that you never saw really play. And it's just assumed through media and fans that, oh, you know, the NBA teams are going to base everything off traits and athleticism, and we'll see where they end up at the end of the season a year from now. Um, I should, it, it's I, just kind of, it's not scrutinized nearly enough as, as what it used to be. We should play a game later where I go through an entire first round mock draft and you guys just guess college, international, or other. How about or where they came from? Not even knowing what college they went to. Some of them you might be able to name, okay, I know where they went. Other ones just, did they, were they college basketball players? You could throw in some fake names and uh, we could also throw in real. Yeah, re- real or fake? <laughs> Look, college. Uh, G League, uh, Europe, or fake? Jer- Jeremy Sochan, for example. Europe. Baylor. <laughs> College. Where, where is he mocked? Waco. Top 10? 11th overall. <laughs> to the Knicks is why I picked him. Oh, I was lying. He's one of my favorites. I love his game. I Big love how he goes to the left. John McClain, also a Baylor Bear. He's about to join us. We hit the top headlines, Watson's settlements and Gronk's retirement. Much more straight ahead on OutKick 360.